Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. The podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 92nd episode, the Holy Lover series continues, How to, to Save My Marriage When My Wife Has Just Plain Given Up. 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever. And today we uncover gift number 10. So get in the, get in the queue, get the, in the queue to ask that question. I know you got one. You just don't want to do it. But trust me, let's do this. Let's have a good show today. Have a good time together. So get in the queue again. That number is 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225 or call in studio at uh, callinstudio.com slash radical1 to get some resolution to your marriage confusion, baby. Quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, a man of courage embraces suffering, 
serves thy beloved, sacrifices self while being the rock for masculinity and the full truth of Christianity. End quote. Catholic Alpha. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So the call, get in that queue, give me a call. Um, you know, are you guys not communicating as you should be? Are you arguing? You need to know some tactics on how to communicate with your wife better? Then give me a call. Let's talk about it. All right. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to get into the Catholic Alpha's radical rant for the day. And that is, you know, we got to ask ourselves, the question of the day is, why is appreciation important? Why is appreciation even more important to our wife? Um, can a lack of appreciation in your marriage, if you are in marriage crisis over the years, did you somehow forget to show appreciation to your beloved? Appreciation is a holy lover gift because without it, we as husbands look as if we are selfish. And as we all know, selfishness is the murder of marriage. Appreciation is important. Women, wives especially, crave appreciation from us. Why? Because that's what they sign up for. They sign up for our love. And appreciation is one of the things that fuels that love, um, that gets her nurturing mechanism going. Um, And if we don't, I know a lot of times, I know a lot of times men, you know, husbands, we get into this thing of, well, I got my job to do. She's got her job to do. Why can't she just do her job and let me do my job? And why can we all just be happy? But that's kind of not the way it's set up. Men, we have to make sure that our high maintenance wives are felt a bit, are made to feel that they loved every single day. And if you can do that, you'll have a lot better marriage. But the problem is with all the other stresses that we have, that is kind of hard to do. So this is why, you know, um, in my program, I give the guys tools so they can remember to do these kind of things. It's very important. Okay. So in our last series, of course, we covered the the clues that my wife may want to divorce. And so now we're going to get more on the positive side and cover things that you can do for the next 33 gifts. We are on gift number 10 today. So it means we have today plus uh, 20, what, 23 gifts left um, in the series. But all of these are positive things to help you in the categories of prayer warfare, which is basically spiritual warfare, uh, uh, the art of manliness, which is basically how to be the man that Christ would have you be. And then, of course, the big mama of them all, making love mastery, which teaches you and helps you understand true intimacy and what it means in the eyes of God and your wife. And so um, that's kind of like our mission over the next couple, two or three weeks. But as we know, it's hard to understand and listen to our wives when we are uh, in marriage, before we are in marriage crisis. Once we get in marriage crisis, so marriage crisis is what? Divorce. uh, She wants uh, separation. She wants space. 
Um, we're not making love. Um, all those kind of types of things. Um, those kind of things, you know, we don't really listen to our wife until she, you know, spouts out one of those things. And then all of a sudden it's an emergency mode. Christ, please come and save me. Be Superman, right? Um, I give husbands solutions in case that they didn't. You know, these these next uh, gifts are for for you guys that really are in marriage crisis and to help you get out of it, um, to help you see some things, some, some philosophical things. Um, for you men that are not in marriage crisis, that's a great thing. These things will help you to not get in marriage crisis, and these um, things will help you stay out of marriage crisis if you can somehow uh, put them together and learn how to do it, all right? That being said, um, I also make a bold claim that these 33 gifts that we're going to go through, um, they will satisfy your wife forever. I'm, I'm not playing. <laughs> it's, that's, what it's, that's what this is about. Your marriage is about your wife, not about you. Really, I'm telling you why. Because when the heart of your home ain't happy, and as we always say, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And you know the deal. So why even try to mess with it? Why even play with that? Why even allow that to even come close to happening? It doesn't make logical sense as a man. It doesn't. You know, that's why marriage is about God and your wife. You know, your happiness really doesn't mean anything. And if you try to let your happiness do mean something, you will disappoint God. You will have a failed marriage and your kids won't respect you. They won't. You must be the one that everybody sees is the sacrifice. You're sacrificing for everybody. Your 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 job as the man is to make sure that that home, your home is a, is you create an environment in your home where your your marriage your wife and your children can flourish psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. That's your job. And if you can do that, oh, man, <laughs> things become great then. You know, sure, you're going to always have some challenges because God's not going to let you go through this life without some challenges because, you know, you got to know that you need God. But for the most part, man, you know, you don't have 20 and 30 and 40 problems, man, that you can't handle all at one time. And this is how you got to understand how – when you start to realize that your your happiness and your desires are below everybody, those other three entities, then you you will see your life will start to go better, and more importantly, you will start to feel for, more fulfilled as a man. You start to feel like a hero, like you know that my wife loves me and I and she and I love her, and we're creating something special together. You know, my kids respect me, and they they want to marry. My daughter wants to marry a man like. Um, like like you and 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 my daughter wants to marry a man like me and my son wants to be like me so he could choose the correct wife for herself and go out in the world and be a, and be a good citizen. Um, people don't really take being a good citizen serious anymore, but it is it is very important to be a good citizen. You know that's why the country's crapped up because nobody cares about be, nobody's a patriot. Nobody wants to be a good citizen. But that's important. That's important. Used to be, man, used to be black folks, man. We were great citizens before the 60s. Black folks were awesome citizens. You know, there are a lot of there are patches now where there are people that are awesome citizens. But when I say um, most people today aren't, I mean, all races and cultures in this country. But used to be because I'm, I'm black. I'm thinking about I'm just starting to think back that my wife always tells me too. you know, before segregate, before the end of segregation, blacks had tons of businesses. They had great, awesome neighborhoods. 
everything you wouldn't, you know, you go on the, you know, the, um, no, the men went to work, the wives watched the children. I mean, it was, it was a great thing, you know, then the sixties came and, and, uh, you know, free love and sex and all that stuff and drugs and, you know, you know, the, the government pumping drugs into the, into the black neighborhood. And guess what? Now, look, you gotta remember, man, when you, when you, when, when things, when the, the, what happens to the least of a country starts to happen to the best of the country. So now drugs is everywhere, right? We thought, well, we're just going to keep the drugs over here in this little neighborhood, in this segment of our country, and then everybody's going to be okay. No, everybody else ain't going to be okay. Look at it now. Oh, well, we're just not going to, you know, we're going to let a, a, a conscious a, a abortion, you know, we're only going to have, you know, we're only going to have the Mexicans and the blacks to get abortion. Well, guess what? Now white girls killing their babies just as much as anybody else. You know, and we've, you know, it's important that we understand that being a patriot and a good citizen is very important in the scheme of things. It really is. The, the, the greater the family, the greater the country. All right. So as we go along and get to this, uh, we got to understand that it's time to get in warrior mode as a man. I'm going to challenge you to get into warrior mode, battle mode, man. And that's what your life is. Your life is a test. It's a battle mode every day. You know what it is. You just don't think about it like that. But it is your life is you're a warrior every day to get up and to go to work and to try to make your wife happy, to try to make God happy, to try to, you know, get to keep your kids out of trouble, uh, to keep yourself somewhat satisfied as a man. That's a that's a tough challenge. It's a tough challenge every day. You know, this is why God tells us when it's all over, the pain will immediately stop unless you go to hell. Or purgatory. I'm sorry. You know, that's just the way it rolls. But, you know, once you get to heaven, the pain will immediately stop. Immediately. You're in the beatific vision with God forever and ever. Remember, eternity is a very long time. Remember, you can go to the ocean, take out all the sand in the ocean, put it back, take it out again, all the sand out again, and you still don't have eternity. It's it's a very long time. This is why this hundred years that we have is very critical to where we spend our eternity. And again, if you are a man and you believe in God, then you must believe in angels. You must believe in hell. You must believe in purgatory. You must believe in all of them in the supernatural world. Um, why? Because Jesus said these things are there. Okay? So Jesus, if he's lying, he's not God, but he ain't lying. And so he is God. So with that being said, don your armor, man. We're going to don our armor, pick up our shield, put our sword in our thing, and get ready to rock this because it's time. We have no more time. Time is over. No more time for pleasure all the time, especially if you're above 35. You ain't got time to be playing. You ain't got time to be playing around no more. You don't. You don't have time to be playing. You know, get your life in order, please. Get your life in order. And when I say get your life in order, I really don't mean money. Of course, money, you need that for retirement and things like that. Man, I wish I had a talent as a, as a money person. <laughs> y'all, you people that, 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 that every time you, everything you touch turns to gold, man, boy, y'all, y'all special. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> hey, I know dudes, man, every time, everything they touch turns to gold, man. Everything, everything they touch, man. Money, 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 money. That's great, though. But see, the more, Money that you have, the more you can give away to charity and to help this country and help your family better. I'm, I understand that, you know, but, you know, we want to, um, in order to be great, 
you need, but the greatness does not really, does not include money. Greatness includes relationship with God, what your wife thinks about you, and how your kids respect you. That's what this is about. So with that being said, we must ask ourselves, are we a holy lover? Are we the man God created us to be? Are we the husband that our wife needs? And that's what this podcast is truly about. These next 23, 24, this whole series of the 33 gifts, really these are gifts. These are gifts that you must bestow upon your beloved so that she really realizes that you are the man that she needs. Because in the end, that's all women really worry about. You know, is he going to make me feel special? Is he? If he's not, what am I here for? If he's not going to let me nurture him, if he's not going to talk to me, if he's not going to listen to me, if he's not going to show me how much he cares every single day, then what am I here for? You know, um, and that's kind of what you got to ask yourself as a man. And then more important, the man God created you to be, you know, how do I worship God? How do I show God that I do love him? And the way that you show you worship God is through prayer, suffering and sacrifice and penance. That's it. There's no other way. Obedience, obedience, which is obedience is what? The natural law, the Ten Commandments, getting the mass every Sunday, going to going to um if, if you're a Protestant, going to church on Sunday and going to going to Bible study every week. You know, everybody getting the scripture, read scripture and get to adoration and pray your rosaries and get on your knees for God. Go spend time with him in adoration, go to daily mass. You know, getting get in the community and start a ministry or not just start one, even join one. You can do that too. Show your masculinity. Show how uh, what great men truly are and what they really do. Stop thinking money is the know-all, be-all. Stop thinking that people also, another thing too, people have this thing that because somebody can make a lot of money that they know everything. People don't. People that make money don't know nothing. They know how to make money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most people that make money, they're horrible at marriage though. They're, ter- they're, they're terrible at relationships. So everybody has their gift, man. And, and, and the gift is this, man. As a man, your first thing is to learn how to be a great husband. Learn how to be a great Christian soldier. Learn how to, you know, get in the minds of your children so that they want to please you and, and they want to they do right by you. That's what a great man is. Protect and defend and serve your family first of utmost then people, you will get the respect that you crave. You will. You, I promise you, people will look at you different. People will look at you different when you're a man of God, when you're a Christian soldier. They will, no matter how much money you got. Now, if you got money, we'll go with that. Hey, that's even better. But my point of it is, man, we're not put here just to make money we're, and, and to have a career and to be famous. That's not because, if you, as you know, that's, that's only three facets of a, of a, of a, of a world. And everybody cannot make money or everybody can't be famous and everybody can't have a great career. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So you as a, what you can do is you can be a great Christian. You can be a great Catholic. You can be a Christian soldier, a man of courage, a virtuous, holy man. You can have a great build, a great marriage. You can have a great family. And you can have build a great marriage so that the rest of your life and you you have a great marriage and then your kids want to get married and then their kids' kids want to get married and their kids' kids and their kids' kids. That's how it works. Because if it was all about fame, fortune, and all that stuff, then what are the rest of us here for? That's how you know there's a God. Because it's not really fair. It wouldn't be fair at all. 
you know. So that being said, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to hit it. We are going to hit it, fellas. And I hope I got you primed for what we're about to do. And, you know, show your wife. How do we show our wife appreciation so that she knows unconditionally that we love her? And I'm going to tell you, it's really not what you think. Okay? So let's do this. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. So, how is your marriage? Huh? Are you guys communicating right? Are you talking right? Are you arguing? Do you have great conversations? You know, how do I communicate with my wife better? How do I communicate to get to keep the Satan out of in between us? That is a hard, hard thing to do. Everybody has problems with communication. You know, um, and that's usually the downfall of a marriage, right? Because I'm thinking one thing and my wife's thinking another thing. We really love each other, but when you start communicating wrong, then everything starts to go bad. So how do you stop saying things to mess things up? You know, that's what I'm here for. Get on that queue and call me and let's talk about it. Okay, give me a question. You know, put me to work. <laughs> okay. So now here we go though. Here we go though. As promised, how to save your marriage when your wife has given up. Holy lover gift number 10. That's what we already cover. Holy lover gift number 10, which states, a holy lover shows his wife never-ending appreciation. Oh, my God. Did you hear what I said? I just didn't say appreciation. I said never-ending appreciation. That's what a holy lover does, okay? You've got to understand that, fellas. That's what a holy... I'm going to say it one more time to, to drive it home. Holy lover gift number 10 states, a holy lover shows his wife never-ending appreciation. We've got to understand that. Other than emotional closeness, showing constant and um, daily appreciation for our wife is probably the most important thing you can do in your marriage, if you have an unhappy wife, one of the best things you can do at once is to show her genuine appreciation. Women thrive on this, especially from their beloved husbands. Um, they are ordered toward a nurturing nature. And so if we don't allow them to, to if we don't allow them to nurture us and nurture the children, then 
that is that's not something that they're into. That's not in their nature. Okay, they need this from you for validation and assurance of your love for them. This is why one of the first things that you know that you have serious marriage problems is your wife is nagging you. She is respecting you. She's not, you know, she's nagging you. Why don't you do this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, um, that's when you know things are bad. But most guys at that stage, they do not get it. They do not get it. You need help. I had a guy contact me a couple of weeks ago. He got it. He said, man, we just ain't, we ain't communicating right. Something's wrong. So we were, we were good. We were good up to two or three months ago, but all of a sudden now we're fighting all the time. She's nagging me, blah, blah, blah. That's how you know. And you got to respect a man like that. A man that is into enough, that cares enough about his marriage that he takes action. I'm going to find me some help because obviously I'm not doing a good job. I don't know what I'm doing. And most men do not have the clue of what to do in their marriage. Most guys think, well, I'll just do what she says all the time. I'll do what she says all the time. That'll, that'll, make, her, that'll make her happy. I'll just do what she says. Keep the peace. Don't cause no fights. Don't cause no conflict. No, oh, that ain't it. If that was it, everybody just shut up. <laughs> everybody just shut up. Just don't say nothing. Two people in a marriage for 100 years, for 50 years, we just sit there. We don't say nothing to each other because we don't, we don't want to stop. We don't want to start nothing. won't be nothing, right? No, that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works, okay? That guy knew it was time to get help. And like I said, you got to respect that. Um, um, you may think this is weak and cumbersome to show your wife never-ending appreciation. But I tell you, women thrive on appreciation. They really do. Showing appreciation for your wife each and every day shows extreme vulnerability on your part, which is vital to a great and holy marriage. And don't get it twisted, fellas. That's what you're trying to create, a holy, virtuous marriage. Why? So that you become worthy of God and the gifts of that wife and those children he gave you. Once you become worthy, then your wife will try to become worthy of you. Your children will try to become worthy of you. They won't want to disappoint you. This is why in the Catholic faith, every people that are into the faith and they understand the faith, they know that once they their, their faith rises and goes to a different level, when they stop trying, they stop fearing God of going to hell and they fear God because they don't want to disappoint him. And that's how you want from your children. Sure, when your children are one and two and, and 10 and 15, you want your kids to be scared of you as a man. Why? You want to intimidate them. Why? Because the world out here is rough. You cannot send a kid out here in the world with no respect for authority. They will get plummeted. Their life will be miserable. Okay? First thing you need is your daughter or your son disrespecting a police officer or a judge or something like that. Silly stuff. You know? And so that's why it's important that, you know, you are trying to build a holy marriage, a virtuous marriage, so that your wife and your children, they want to be, um, they are drawn to you. And I, I can't tell you, you know, enough of what that means to God and your family, man, that everybody's on the same page in your home, okay? And in your home, when somebody don't conform, you kick their butt out. That's how I roll. When you come here, I don't care if you're a kid or if you're a grown dude, when you live in my house, 
this is what you got. There are certain things you got to do um, to be up in here. And if you can't conform, you got to go. That's how it rolls. That's what a man does. You know, you must understand that when you as a man make the tough decisions and do what you're supposed to do, all of a sudden everybody else in the home kind of does it too. If you are a jerk, your kids and your wife going to be a jerk. If you are a man of virtue, your wife and kids going to be virtuous. That's just how it goes. Not saying it's fair. That's just how it is. Okay. And once you understand that, then you understand, okay, I can, okay, that's way, okay, that's the way it's set up. And that's how I came to, to the church, really. That's why I came to Christianity, to, to being a Catholic. Because I wouldn't, I didn't, I'm not like, a lot of men are like me. A lot of men are like me. We're not trying to do all this crying and, and blubbering over Jesus Christ. That's not how I, we, I stopped, that's how a lot of men don't come to Christ like that. You know, oh, this emotion. Oh, he just makes me feel so good. No, no. Most men come to Christ because of lot of in, of uh, intellect, because of logic, right? You know, like me. The guy said, "Hey, man, love is not a love is not a um a, an emotion. You know, love is about you know loyalty, um, obedience." Um, and, and, and commitment and those kind of things. And that's all God is asking of you. Well, heck, I could do that. You know, I figured, hey, I figured at the time, hey, it couldn't be no worse. Being with God can't be no worse than what I was already going through. <laughs> so that's what I, you know, I'd already been through hell and back. So I was like, well, you know, might as well go ahead and get this a try. Another thing, too, about God, too, is it's it's a double, it's a double win, right? Let's say you go through your whole life and you die. And then you're like, it's like the atheist says, like people try to say, well, you just go into oblivion. Well, at least, you know, you, you had a decent life. You had a good life, you know, but the odds are that ain't true. But then, then you, you die and you get judged and you go to heaven and you go, Hey man, this is pretty cool. I sacrificed pretty good. That was a good move, Jerry. <laughs> That's pretty good move. <laughs> I did it. All right, yeah. <laughs> so that's the two things, you know, and that's why I used to I used to try to tell my father that, and my father wasn't he wasn't down with God like with Jesus Christ like that. Well, bless his soul, you know. That's another subject for another day. But so next, um, showing extreme is vital that you have vulnerability in your marriage because your wife and you need to be vulnerable to each other. And so one of the things you do is you show appreciation to her, which shows vulnerability, which is, which is great, which is needed for a great marriage. Moreover, if we can't muster up one thing a day to really show our wife how we appreciate her as our helpmate, lover, wife, confidant, we are, again, showing selfishness. Remember how I said yesterday, you know, if... We're going to talk about, well, I'll just say it from the man's point of view because, you know, I'm talking to men. But if a woman, you know, we, ain't had, we haven't made love in two or three weeks or a month and, you know, because my, my, and my wife is talking about when my head hurts or I'm tired, I don't feel like it. That's completely selfish. That's not being a real woman. Your husband, you signed up, your, your husband belongs to you and you belong to him. And if your husband is respectfully asking you to make love for him, in the eyes of God, you have no right to turn him down, no matter how you feel, unless you, you know, unless you really are sick, right? But people get in this habit of, well, 
if I don't want to have sex, then we ain't having sex. That's wrong. That's selfishness. You know, especially if a woman's in menopause, because when a woman's in menopause, she really don't think about sex at all. But she still should be thinking about the love of her husband, about his needs and what he wants from her and what he and and, and being closer. Because without without intimacy, you cannot grow close to each other. I don't care. Nobody says you you can't. That's why God created sex. So this is one of the things is you must in, in order to not be looked upon as selfish because that kind of thing builds up resentment. Um, we have to think about our spouse from their point of view of the marriage. And, and then we think about our point of view too. And then you put that together and then you, we, we each become great servers of one another. She serves me, I serves her. And then everybody for the most part is on the same page. This thing what women have about, well, I'm not going to give him sex because I don't feel like it, or he did this wrong, or he did that wrong. Yeah, but most women have decent men for husbands. They're not really bad men. They're not trying to be a jerk. They're not really, a lot of times we men, we just don't really understand. So why can't a woman just sit me down and say, Jerry, this is the problem. I love you. Can we do this better? Do that. This is what's going on, Right. And if I don't yell and scream at her and say you're full of crap and all that kind of stuff, then if I if I show I can be talked to as a man, there's no reason why a wife should not sit her husband down and talk to him and give him a chance to at least make you happy or or put things in order so that you that he could that he can show you that he's really trying. But what do wives do these days? They do the crap of well. I'm talking to this divorced woman. She's telling me she's been divorced for five years and she's, you know, she's been married five times and divorced three or four, five times. I'm going to listen to her. Why would any woman listen to a divorced woman? She can't keep a man happy. Why would you listen to her? <laughs> Why would you listen to a single woman? You in a marriage that has a man who loves you, who's going out and working every day, who's trying to at least take care of you and the kids. Now, he might not be perfect or might be the way you want, but why would you listen to a single woman about your marriage? She ain't even married. And she probably listened with some dude, let him use her up every day, having sex with him all the time. And, and, and they and they're playing, they're playing house together. And you're going to listen to her? No. You never, one of the, one of the marriage one-on-one, you don't take advice from somebody who ain't married. <laughs> marriage 101, you do not take advice from somebody who ain't married or somebody they divorced. Every time you look up, they divorced or they talking bad about their husband or talking bad about their wife. You don't, you don't be around those people because they're going to contaminate your marriage. Okay. So. This brings me to another point on selfishness, um, that if we can't show her appreciation daily or even for the things she does for us and our family, we will begin to look selfish in her eyes, meaning we only care about ourselves and only notice our own accomplishments, or we only want her to tell us how great and wonderful we are. As husbands, we must understand that showing appreciation to our wife connects her nurturing and her nurturing mechanism of wanting to please you, her husband. This is why when introverts, when they're married, they have a hard time connecting with their wife because they won't open their dang on mouth and, and let their wife know what's on their mind. Women must know what's on our mind so that they trust us. They know where we stand. They know we love and care about them. And if we come home and we, and well, baby, how was your day? 
Oh, uh, it was okay. Well, anything happened? No, not really. So you try to tell. So this is Jerry talking. So as a husband, you come home. You've been gone for eight, ten, twelve hours. You didn't talk to one person during that whole time. You didn't have interaction with one person. You didn't flip somebody off in traffic. You know, you didn't uh, you didn't piss off somebody at work. Somebody didn't piss you off. You didn't have a great project going on. I mean, your wife wants to know all these things. Why? Because she wants to hear about your day because she loves you and cares about you. But what do we do? We come home. We don't say nothing. You know, we just want to eat and, and whatever, get ready for the next day. And that does not work long in a marriage. Now, look, some days, don't get me wrong. Some days we come home and we've talked all day. We don't feel like saying nothing. But I must get you to understand that it's very important that you do that. You must talk to all your wife. You must. You must have that bonding conversation with her every night. You must go on date night at least once a week. You must connect with her every single day and, and not opening up our mouth and telling her what's on our mind or what happened. And it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I was driving to work and, you know, I was praying my rosary or whatever. You know, I pray, you know, whatever it is, your wife is a nurturer. She wants to nurture the children and her and instinctually wants to nurture you. And if you don't allow her to do that and you don't show appreciation and you take it for granted and you neglect her. I mean, dude, we are just adding up the things that she's going, OK, what am I here for? <laughs> what am I in this marriage for? Why am I here? You know, and so with that being said, um, um, Remember, our wives do each and everything for us, not themselves. They sign up for our love. And when we don't appreciate their efforts, for them, the marriage becomes stale and unfulfilling. And she begins to ask herself, why am I even in this marriage? And trust me, you don't want your beloved asking this question, right? This spells doom for your marriage and your family again. As the spiritual head and leader of your family, it is your job to serve first. Then your beloved will follow. I cannot say that enough. I can't. I can't say it enough. Okay. I beg you, don't lose the love, respect, and closeness your wife has for you by refusing to acknowledge her greatness in your family. And you do that by showing appreciation. You do this not by ever considering your wants, your desires in the scheme of God, your wife, and your children. I can't tell you how many gentlemen I've talked to that they're, st they're sitting before me, the relationship with God is terrible, their wife is miserable, she's left the home or asked for a divorce, the kids are miserable, there's demons, all the demonic is all in this home, and he's talking about, well, I got to pay this bill. I got to pay a bill. I got to pay a bill. Well, you know, I got to pay a bill. Dude, you are your life is completely upside down. You're talking about paying a bill? Really? Really? You're sitting before somebody that can help you fix your problem, your major, major problem. And you're talking about, well, I gotta pay a bill. I can't pay, I can't give you anything because I gotta go pay a bill. Dude, priorities, priorities. Your first priority is God. Your second priority is your wife and marriage. Your third priority is your children. You have to make sure that those entities are taken care of. That's what you, those are the problems that you work on first in order. 
not a bill, not a credit card bill or your electricity or even a house payment. You know why? Because when your house is empty, when your house is empty, you're going to be paying mortgage on an empty house with nobody around because your family is gone. Please, can we stop thinking like a man for one second and start thinking like a real, like a man of God thinks? Why am I sitting talking about paying a credit card bill when my wife just asked me for a divorce? Please. That really upsets me. And that's when I, I start to go, I care about more about your marriage than you do. Just like I was talking to um Steve yesterday, the, the, the pornography expert. Uh, I shouldn't say pornography expert. <laughs> the pornography adversary. We're saying the same thing in the interview. It's like men come to him the same they come to me, and they're, they they give you every excuse in the book why they can't get their marriage together, get they get their problem fixed. Dude, I'm a slave to pornography. I'm masturbating every day. I can't keep off the internet, and I got all these excuses of why I just got to keep doing that and, and have a miserable life. My wife is gone. My wife is hate. My wife hates me. My kids don't even know who I am. Dude, priorities, please. Can we start to be real men again? <laughs> That's what I said. I beg you, don't lose the love, respect, and closeness your wife has for you by refusing to acknowledge her greatness in your marriage. You do this by not ever considering your wants, your desires, and your needs in the scheme of God, your wife, and children. I promise this mindset will serve you well, my friend. Ways, so ways, so we're going to do now before we get out of here, unless I get a call, ways on how to show more appreciation to your wife. Who is your what? Who is your beloved? Okay. Again, so holy lover gift number 10, a holy lover shows his wife never ending appreciation. Why? Not because it's important to the husband, because it's important to the wife. And I tell men all the time, I don't care what you got to do. If you don't feel like doing something, you act like you do. Because that's what real men do. We don't take our, how we feel in, 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 in um, order in, over, our, over our Lord, our wife, and our kid. We never do that. If you got to uh, do an Academy Award act, I don't care what you got to do. Make your wife know that you care because eventually when you get in the habit of doing what I'm going to talk about here, it will become easier for you. You will enjoy doing it. You will love that you're making your wife happy. Every, if, if you any kind of man, any kind of man, you do not like it when your wife is unhappy or she's even if she's sick or if she stubs her toe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to help you. One of the best ways that you can, even if you're in marriage crisis, you've got to show, give your wife loving messages and loving gifts. No matter what she says, I hate you. I don't want to be with you. I don't love you no more. You know how many times I heard women say that? Then six months later, oh, I love you. I want to be near you. I'm sorry. If you're in marriage crisis right now, your wife, your wife is an emotional wreck. She'll know what she wants to do. 
And so what you've got to do is learn is to ignore all of that, be a strong warrior and, and, and understand that you have a job to do. And that's to get that emotional connection back. So one of the ways you do that is you become a holy lover and you do gift number 10 and show appreciation. So one of the things, first thing you can do is prayer rosary for your wife every day. You've got to be, you've got to be in the battle. You know, a pre, you know, yeah, your wife's not going to see that you're praying a rosary for her, but God sees it. You're suffering and sacrificing for her. You know, that's showing your wife appreciation that you appreciate her as a woman, as your wife, as the mother of your children. If you're not praying, we don't pray for our wives, man. Who's going to do it? Not just that. How do we expect the grace in our marriage to help our marriage be peaceful? Next, every day, tell her one thing that she did, has done, or is doing that you really appreciate her for. Boom. My wife is an avid cook. Although this ain't too hard, she's the best cook on this side of the Mississippi. So when she cooks, it ain't too hard to say, oh, man, that was really good, babe. I appreciate that. Oh, that was so good. Boom. But my wife, that's her thing. If you tell my wife that her food is good, she's your friend forever. <laughs> she loves you forever. Me, I get love every day because I tell her, dude, but that's not hard. She's one of the best cooks I ever had in my life. You know, and she says, I only cook for you, baby. I only cook for you. <laughs> the kids get mad, too. Well, we got chicken every day. Why we? And I call it. See, I say chick. I say chicken, chicken, because I love me some chicken. I don't care if it's fried. I don't care if it's boiled. I don't care if it's baked. I don't care if it what. I don't care what. I love chicken. That's my thing. And the kids like we got a chicken all the time. I cook for your daddy now. You can always go out there and go buy you something what you want. But if you're going to eat in here today, you're going to have some chicken. <laughs> That's my wife, though. You got to understand it, man. She's a trip. And so you, you, you find something every day to tell your wife, you know, one special thing, how you appreciate her. OK, it's not that hard, really, if you just be genuine. Okay. Um, ask your wife every day, how can I make your day better? Or any derivative of that. You know, you know, ask your wife every couple of days or every day, what can I do to make your day better? What, you know, you need anything from me. What can I do? Let me help. You know, um, that's another thing that works, that, that's, that shows appreciation. Because why? No matter what you have to do, you're saying, hey, how can I make you happy today? What would do, what could I do to make that happen? You know, the next thing is uh, ask your wife, I'm sorry, be excited to see her when she walks in the house. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is where the most guys fall. They fall. Think about it. Remember that old show, Father Knows Best? Um, you know, those old 40s and 30s shows. Man, those shows were so good. That's when TV was really good, the movies and stuff. But that man will come home and his wife and kids will run to the door and see him every day. Now, I know that that is a fantasy somewhat, but it's really not. It's really not. Um, but just think how that man feels when he comes home and he sees and, and he sees his wife run to hug him and kiss him and his daughter. And that's what daughter has that daughters are. Daughters, even when the little boys stop, the daughters, when their father comes home, they run to their daddy, you know, and that is the beginning of a daughter learning how to please a man to understand respect. OK, so on the con on the not on the contrary, but on, you know, to add to that, you know, your wife 
when you see her, you be excited about that. Oh my God, my wife's home. Or I see you. I love you. I, I missed you. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. Show, listen, in order for people to know that you care about them, you must show that you care about them first. Then they'll care about you. That's how it works, especially being the man, you know. So when your wife comes home, get off your butt and run in there and hug her and kiss her and say, I'm so glad you're home. I missed you every day. Or if you're at work and when she gets home, you walk in the door and you don't wait for her. You run, find her and you hug her and you tell her how you missed her, that you could not wait to come home. Even if you're in marriage crisis, some women don't want when they're in marriage crisis, they've been hurt. They don't want their husband to touch them, but you can hold their hand. You can look her in the eye. You can stand two feet away from her and listen and say, I really missed you. I really did. I missed how we were. I missed what we could be, you know. So next, um, learn everything about your wife. This is another one we dropped. We think, we've, I've, been, well, I've been married to you for a year now. I know everything about you. I've been married to you for 50 years. I know everything about you now. No, no, that's a rookie mistake. That's what rookies do. Well, I ain't got to learn nothing new about it because I know her. I didn't have sex with her a thousand times. We had all the, we talked about everything we can talk about. We've been to all the restaurants. What I know everything about it. Let's just, let's just sit here and knit and watch movies all the time. No, no, gentlemen. No, your wife has many mysteries. You've got to learn. She has a lot of hobbies. There's things that she likes that you don't even know about. What's your wife's favorite NASCAR driver? What's your wife's favorite perfume? What's your wife's favorite color? What's your wife's favorite movie? Who's her favorite actor? Who's her favorite artist? Who's her favorite guitar player? What's her favorite store to go shop at? You know, who's her favorite actress? Who's her favorite football team? Who's her favorite basketball team? Does she even like basketball? Does she like soccer? Dude, there's so many things. You know, who's her, who's your wife's favorite saint? You know, you know, what what you know, what's her favorite scripture? You know, there's so many things that you don't know about your wife. So many things. Your job as a husband, I know you'll get tired of me saying your job, but I'm sorry. Okay, I'll say duty then. Your duty, <laughs> your duty as a husband is to find out all these mysterious things about your wife. And then when you make love and you in the marital embrace, your lovemaking becomes more intimate. It becomes more loving. It becomes more filled with God. This is what men don't understand. You learn the mysteries of your wife then that will carry over into your lovemaking. She'll want to make love to you more. You won't have to ask for sex all the time. You won't have to get mad because she turns you down or her head hurts or she's tired because she will want to love you and show you appreciation by giving back to her. No, by giving back to you what you have given to her. Okay, next. Uh, be curious about her. That kind of goes with the other one, but it's, the, it, you know, it's different. Be curious Ask questions. The way you the way you show curiosity about a wife, your wife is you just ask her questions. Stop talking all the time. Stop running your mouth all the time. You know, ask her questions. When she says, you know, oh man, I had an okay day. Oh, you did. Well, what happened? Uh, nothing much. No, really, I really want to know what happened. Please tell me. 
The reason your wife, when she comes home from work or she's watching the kids all day and she doesn't say, everybody just says, well, it was okay because they really think that you really don't want to know anyway. You're just asking that to be polite. But you as her beloved must say, no, I really want to know. Please tell me about what happened today. What, what, what happened to make it bad? What happened to make it so good? I really want to know. I'm going to sit here and listen to you. I really am. Then guess what she'll do? She'll start opening up. And then guess what? Every day you and her and have conversations about stuff. And then guess what will happen? She'll feel, guilty. she'll feel guilty for talking all the time. And then she'll start to ask you about your dad. And then you don't screw up and go, oh, well, nothing happened in my job. Nothing, you know, no. So basically you want her to open up, but you don't want to. No. Then you start telling about your day and your stuff and let her listen and give back to you. Okay. Next. Um, really get into her. Really get into your wife. I cannot express that more. Get into her. This shows appreciation that you are interested in her. You remember, you remember how we remember how when you was trying to get in her pants? 10 years ago before you got married. Remember that time? You was really into her then when you went to get in the draws. You were, wasn't you? That's how you got to be now. <laughs> you too. It's the same thing. You know how to do it. You just got lazy. You just got lazy. And I, and I understand that, man. I really do. You get lazy, but you can't get lazy for long. You know, you got to get back on the horse and get back in the game. Don't go months and weeks and years and decades without showing your wife the little things that show her that you love her and care because then that question will pop in her head, well, what am I here for? He don't even talk to me. He doesn't even tell me about his time. He's not interested in me. He doesn't care about me. No woman that's married just goes, well, I want a divorce. No, she thinks about it for years and years and years. No woman just comes to her husband one day and talking to, but, but talking to guys that are in marriage crisis, you would think I was, everything was okay. And my wife just asked for, just said she wants a separation. Really? You mean like everything was really good until yesterday. And then your wife just out of the blue said, I want a divorce. See, that's rookies. That's how rookies think. Well, I don't want to take responsibility for nothing. If, a wife is asking for a separation, a divorce, an annulment, all that stuff. That is basically your wife has thought about this for at least a year, most likely two or three. So your marriage has been bad for at least three years. Look at it, man. Take responsibility for it. That way you can try and fix it. Okay. So next, um, really listen to her without interrupting. This is a good one. Listen to your wife without interrupting. You hear me say all the time, if your wife's mouth is moving, your lips are closed. Even if you got to bite them. Even if you got to take your hand and put it over your mouth. <laughs> Even if you got to sit there and pray Hail Marys and Our Fathers to be quiet. The only time you interrupt her is if you have a clarifying question. Oh, what did you say? I didn't hear that. Oh, really? Um, Can you tell me a little bit more what you, what you mean? Because I, I didn't really understand what you mean. That's what it is, okay? Next one, um, doing things without being asked. Oh, this is a big one. I hear guys all the time ask their wife, do you need anything? Do you want me to help you with that? No, don't ask. be a man of action. If you know, if your wife is sitting there bringing groceries in the house, don't say, do you want me to help you? Why would a man, a husband ask that? Get off your butt and go get, just go help her. 
Just jump in there and start helping. Really. And it really, it feels better too. When you ask anybody, I don't care if it's a man or woman or child, if you ask them, do you need some help? What is their pride going to say? Well, no, I don't need no help. You know, but if you, most people, if you jump in there and help them, they're not going to say, get away. They're not going to say, oh, I got it. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, man, just him. Thank you. You know, and so with women, believe it or not, this gets to their heart. Women think we can read their minds already. You know that's true. They think we are uh, St. Faustine, that we are this myst- this great, these great mystics as husbands. We know everything. We can read their mind. I know, you know, and God knows that we can't read nobody's mind, but somehow women think that we can, that we should know what they like in bed, that we should know how they want us to talk to them, that we should know what 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 they what dresses they like and where they like to go, and that we should just know how what to say all the time. And of course, we don't know that stuff. But our problem with the the problem is we're not curious and we don't ask our wife, like I just said, we don't ask our wife about these things. And that's what, and sitting here thinking about it, that's probably what they really mean. Like, dude, you don't know that really? I got to tell you that really? So there's, they're probably thinking, why don't you just ask me before? Why would you set me down before and ask me? Or just whilst we're talking about you, why haven't you asked me about me? You know, I kind of think that's probably what they really mean. But hey, I don't know. Um, next, um, um, don't ask if she needs help or wants something. Be proactive and just do it for her. Boom. Just talked about that. So let's go back to doing things without being asked. Those two kind of go together, but I, I really want you to understand the difference. The difference is doing things without being asked is, let's say your wife is at work and the dishes, her job is the dishes in the house. And you're at home and you work from home and you know, you got a break, an hour break, and you, you know, you've been working, you're taking a break. Hey, go wash the dishes for your wife. Just go do it. You ain't got to do all the dishes, but maybe do half of them or quarter of them or stack the dishes and clean up the cabinets. Whatever that you can do without, you didn't, remember, they love that because you didn't ask. She didn't have to ask you to do it. You know, um, believe it or not, man, that stuff works. That's showing appreciation. So then we went to the other ones like, Jump in there when something needs to be done. When she's doing something, don't say, do you need help? Jump in there and just help. The next thing is do romantic things for no reason whatsoever on any day other than Christmas, your anniversary, her birthday, or Valentine's Day, et cetera. I'm going to say that one again because y'all know that that's what you do. (laughs) Do not do romantic things for no reason whatsoever on any other day except Christmas, anniversaries, her birthday, or Valentine's Day. Why? Because everybody on the planet knows when Valentine's Day comes around, if you have a woman and a wife or a wife, you're supposed to do that. That's your duty, right? And that's why I don't like Valentine's Day. Because like I, it's like my duty to go and spend some money, you know, and, and I really don't think, it's, to me, it's not a real holiday anyway. You know, I just don't like it. But, you know, of course, what do I do? I ain't stupid. I conform. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just got to conform. So when you buy and do special things, special things for your wife on on all the other days for no apparent reason, 
Oh my God, they love that. They love it. And if you can do that, you will start to grow in her heart. She, you will start to get her heart. Like she'll go and show her, oh my God, you see what he did? He bought me flowers at work. And everybody go, oh, your husband just loves you so much. Oh, that was so beautiful and special. Oh, oh, hell, yes, yes, yeah. She's going to tell everybody in there, oh, you know, and they're going to say, girl, what did he buy those flowers for you for? I don't know. He just did. Isn't he so great? Isn't he just so wonderful? <laughs> so, boom, that's that. Next, um, be by her small and thoughtful gifts that really show her how you care for all she has done as your wife and a mother. Okay. So small trinket gifts, you know, like a small bottle of perfume, one rose, uh, a rosary, you know, a Bible or, you know, small things that, that they're just showing that you appreciate her small little gifts, you know, get a card and and write in how much you care. Write her a love a love sentence or a love and then give it to her. Put it on her desk or put it in her car or on her on her bed. You know, little small things. You know, I'm not saying go out and buy a car or buy her a house or you know go and buy her a a, a new bicycle or something or buy her a thousand dollar fur. No small things. Women like small things. They like the big stuff too, but the small things to show you care. That you're doing this because you really care for them. The little things, that's why they expect us to read their minds. I still don't get that one, but that's what it is. is. Next, um, this is another big one right here. During the marital embrace, only consider your wife's wants, desires, and needs and never want your own. During the marital embrace, only consider your wife's wants, desires, and needs and never want your own. That's simple, but it's hard, right? Of course. Um, Reason women don't want to make love to us is because we're bad lovers for one, and then we won't want to admit it. Um, then they don't want to make love to us, so because we only think about ourselves when we get there, you know. So I beg you, when you're in the bed with your wife, that you only consider her wants, her desires, and her needs. Sex, the mental embrace, the holy caress, whatever you want to call it, is about God and your wife, and never you. And guess what? If you if you take that attitude, you'll get all the love that you want. All right. Next. Um, tell your wife every single day at least one thing that she is doing, has done in the past or will do in the future of how much you appreciate her efforts or how good it made you feel. For example, you appreciate what a good mother she is. You appreciate how she made you laugh. You appreciate how she used to cook for you. You appreciate how she cleans the house and makes it homey. You appreciate her taking the kids to school. You appreciate how she used to make your conversations nice and interesting. See, how hard is that? How hard is that to say? One thing I'm asking you to do, one thing a day, put it, even put it in your, in your calendar, put it in your phone to remind you. Why? Because if you don't remind yourself, you're going to forget. So that's why you put it in your phone as a task to remind you. Now, that might sound robotic. Nobody cares. Do it. And it will, it will, it will start, it will start to, to pay dividends that your wife will want to be around you, will want to know what you're thinking. She will love you because you love her. Okay? Good. So, that is all we got, all we got. I hope you guys got some out of that. And so what we're going to do now is take a break. And oh my God, you guys are the bomb for hanging out with me and going through that crazy 
crazy segment. Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. And so, as we conclude today, we go through our quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!